Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We are now on episode 10 of our seventh season. Sounds like we've been going for a long time, and Mm. I suppose we have, which is our all-guest game master season. So every escape room that we play this season has been created by fans of the show. They've designed their own version of an escape room, and they have brought it on for us to play. And I am very excited because this episode, our guests are Pam and Jeff from Escapist in Hamilton, New Zealand. Welcome. Hello. It's Pam here. Good to be here. Uh, So Escapist, you're an escape room and a board game cafe based in Hamilton in New Zealand. Uh, But you've also been running some of our rooms online for people as well, haven't you? One of. Or one of. Our greatest room. (laughs) Yeah, so so, yeah, we we have our own escape rooms and board game cafe that we designed, built ourselves. And uh, during the lockdown, we needed something to do. So um, Pam um, discovered you guys, and uh, we thought it was a great idea to do an online escape room. So it's certainly a lot easier designing them than doing the real thing. You don't have to worry about people breaking stuff and all That's that fair. stuff. Uh, yeah, I think we saw your post on a Facebook group that you like, oh, feel free to use it. I was like, oh, that was really generous. Thank you so much. So yeah, and then we tried out and it works really well and we actually really enjoyed running it. So thank you. That's lovely. So you've been running our magician room, but you've also yes. developed some rooms yourself that you're running, it's, it's including the one that you're running for us today. Yes, yes. correct, correct. So at the total we've got your Copperfield sort of magician room. Yeah. And then we've got Red Hall Asylum, which is what we're going to be running today. And then we've got a temple. Expedition of the Lost Tomb. Yes. So nice. that one we we're not running today because you both might end up dead in it. Um, <laughs> so it is we're going to finish the season. <laughs> so we kind of want you to finish a room uh, and not accidentally kill yourself. So that's well, why that's we decided to choose. <laughs> yeah, and look, if people are listening to this and you enjoy the episode, which I'm assuming you will. Uh, and you want to do the final secret room where you might die, uh, then you should go. There's links below to the, to the Escapist website. And even if you're not in Hamilton, New Zealand, you can still play it because it's an online room. So you should go and, and check that out. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much we can claim that because who knows what the world's going to be like by late October. Well, that's true. By the time this comes out, I don't know your situation. But go and play. <laughs> Hold on. It was a lot. There were lots of words in the title. (laughs) Expedition of the Lost Tomb. Thank you. (laughs) All right, so before we start, uh, we always ask the same sort of questions to our guests. And the first question is, what is your escape room experience? Actually, I mean, I think our experience in terms of playing is probably small compared to all the other um, escape room enthusiasts in other parts of the world. Um, Mm. We haven't actually went out of the country to play escape rooms. Um, so our experience is mainly like in New Zealand, but then we've seen hundreds and hundreds of rooms being played. So I guess, uh, that's our experience. Yeah. We've done a few online ones as well. They're all very different. Mm, Absolutely. Uh, wonderful. All right. And so then the other aspect of this show is it is escape rooms done in a sort of tabletop role-playing format. Do either of you have any tabletop role-playing experience? I'll say very, 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 very little. We've done one session, which I, which was interesting because I just went and did my own thing. I was, I was just sort of taking the piss out of it, but which, which was fun for me, you know. 
for making the most useless character possible and Jeff is like the most useful, uh, <laughs> useless player um, in a role-playing game because like oh this is your mission oh I don't want to do that I want to do uh. this instead I was like uh, okay <laughs> there's always I think there's this sort of like first time role-playing feeling that everyone has at some point which is this like well I'm gonna do this weird thing yeah. I remember talking I with- have this freedom <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually very ready to play and solve yeah. puzzles. I've got my paper in front of me. I've got my yeah. season seven, episode 10 up the top. Awesome. Sounds good. I am ready to go. Jeff, do you want to take us away into a, well, I was going to say a room of fantasy and adventure, but based on the title, a room of sadness and fear. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully you live through it. Um, <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get started, I suppose. Mm-hmm. The year is 1997. You and your team have founded a very unsuccessful supernatural investigation business. You travel around the world investigating and filming grand tales, myths, stories of the unexplained mysteries that could be linked to the supernatural. You are desperate to find something that's substantial as you and your business is almost out of money. Luckily, you have heard about an asylum located on Red Hill that has just been recently abandoned and has been walled off by the government. Apparently people go missing around the area and strange sounds can be heard from the asylum at night. Interested, you decide to investigate this place and as nightfall shrouds the area in darkness, you and your team gear up with cameras rolling, flashlights in hand, you cut your way through the perimeter fence and make your way to the rear entry. As you get inside, you immediately feel off. This is not like the other sites you have been to before. It seems like whoever was here has left in a hurry. The canteen has half-eaten food still left on the tables, and in the offices there are still personal belongings of some of the employees, family photos and the like. It appears that the power to the building has also been cut off. As you make your way to the far end, where the holding cells are, you suddenly hear a loud crack. <laughs> you pause. You hear it again. Crack. It's coming from below you. And as you look down, the ground beneath you suddenly gives way and you fall oh. down into an unknown room below you. A loud thud as you land hard on the concrete below. There's a bit of concrete rubble surrounding you from the floor itself, but you luckily sustain only minor bruises from the fall. However, your camera equipment isn't so lucky as it sits in pieces next to you. The good news is that you still have your flashlights, and they are still working. And with them, you can make out what's inside the room you find yourself in now. You scan around the room with your flashlights. Right beside you, on the floor, there is a brown mass. It's oozing, (laughs) pulsating. Almost like it's alive. You can make out a uniform, a security guard uniform that's mixed in with this brown sludge. If this used to be a person, you continue scanning the room. On the northwest corner, you can see that there's four lockers. On the south wall, there is a desk with a bunch of monitors on the wall. It appears to be a security room that you've fallen into. And finally, on the northeast corner, there is a door 
with a keypad next to it. You try and open the door, but it is locked. Whatever happened here can wait till later. It's best you try and find your way out first. Good luck, guys. Okay, all right. So we have yeah. a, a very nicely uh, provided map that looks much better than anything I'm going to draw in my notebook. Very true. So I don't need to draw a map. There'll be, uh, you can see the map yourself in the show notes below. But okay, we should probably just start. Oh man, that that mass! I I really don't want to look at that right? mass. Right, I want to Let's avoid it, it for forever. As long as possible because it's Ugh. freaking me out. Uh, do you want to have a look? Do you want to step gingerly over it and have a look at these lockers in the top corner? Absolutely. Let's go check out those lockers. All right, you walk over to the lockers and have a closer do not look, look down. At it. <laughs> um, it is covered in more of this brown mass. Oh no! There appears to be a bloody handprints on it as well. You do notice that locker number one is locked with a key lock. Locker number two is actually unlocked. You open it and have a look inside, but it's just an empty locker. Locker number three is locked with a three-digit combination lock. And locker number four is locked with a four-digit combination lock. Now, these are these letter combos? No, Sorry, digits. sorry, number, right? Digits. He digits. said digit. Digits like... So locker number three is a three number, and locker number four is a four-numbered combination lock. All right. Yeah, I don't like how much people with their bloody handprints have been scrambling. Yeah, I was trying to avoid this. this brown ooze, and now we've been confronted straight with it. I, I know it's 1997, but, you know, if, our, if we were running out of money for our supernatural investigation thing, we really should have just started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certainly it would be a lot more successful like and uh, less dangerous. <laughs> Um, now you said you said number two was empty. Yes. Can we like how much can we if we like go in? Actually, can Danny? Do you want to get inside? I really don't. This is the worst <laughs> idea I've ever. I push heard. Danny inside and I close the door. Does she see anything? I I I fumble around, fake fake falls back. Bill pushes Danny in. She's screaming, "Let me out, yeah!" <laughs> and Bill quickly locks the Danny inside. Wait, Danny, wait, don't... I brought a padlock from home. <laughs> Danny looks around and she can confirm that it is an empty locker. Okay. Not anymore, it's not. <laughs> Thanks. All right, I'll let you out. Okay. Um, so do you reckon we can glean any information from here or do you reckon we just need to go find information somewhere else and, and, and come back? What do you think? Come back for now. Let's, let's look at everything. All right. Because there, there, there isn't a huge number of different things to look at. No, true. Uh, do you want to look at the ooze? Or do you wanna... I don't want to look okay. at the ooze. Let's look. There's a chair that's fallen over in front of the desk. Well, I mean, true. Does that have any? Is there anything interesting about that chair, or is it just a chair? You have a closer look at the chair that's fallen out, fallen down. It's a very unergonomic chair. It doesn't <laughs> look that very comfortable. But uh, you do not find anything important on it. It's just your regular old chair. Okay, that's about right. Okay, the computer monitors that are there. I take a look. Any of them on? You have a closer look at the computer monitors on the wall. None of them are on. Seems there's no power. Oh, yeah, of course. You do notice that one of the monitors has four post-it notes on it. Ooh. The first post-it note says, Access key for login is FXCKS2. The second post-it note says, Locker 1 is need of repair. The third post-it note says, back of security rooms need cleaning. And the fourth post-it note says, monitors to be turned off after shift. 
And again, for people at home, there is an image with those post-it notes. The back of the security room needs cleaning. I wonder if that is there anything we can we can clean? Do you want to have a? <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that needs <laughs> well, cleaning. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've already forgotten. What what did the fourth one say? Uh, it said monitors to be turned right. off after shifts. Though, if there's no power, presumably the monitors aren't turned on. Or like, regardless whether they're on or off doesn't make a difference at the moment. So, what do you want to do? We can keep looking around, or do you want to try and, like, follow up on those things? I mean, look, when there are only, like, five separate things in the room, it feels like it makes sense to we'll look at, everything look at them all. Oh, while we're here at the monitors, uh, is there anything interesting about the desk that the monitors are on? Is there anything underneath, or...? Yes, you have a closer look on the desk itself. You find a old uh, office phone that's sort of, you know, your old sort of cord going to it, your sort of uh, old you know, 1997 phone. So, oh, wow, look at that. Um, Brings back memories. Yes, you also find a cassette tape. Remember those? <laughs> oh, brings back memories. <laughs> yes, this cassette tape know. has... I got no memories. Let me see the pictures. <laughs> this cassette oh. tape... For those who are sort of uh, too too young to remember, it basically records audio. It's an old school audio cassette tape. So this... uh, if you're too young to remember a cassette tape, just picture a VHS tape, but smaller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this tape has a uh, tape A. There's also a mouse and keyboard on the desk itself. They're both corded, so there's no batteries in them. The, the mouse is sort of the old school mouse with the little ball. It has a little ball. With oh, yeah. People are too young to remember how mouses used to work. Before they, <laughs> they had didn't. laser mouses, Ugh. what you would have is you'd have a ball that was inside the mouse. And, uh, and inside the structure of the mouse, there were two little rollers. One, uh, like, so one for like X, Y, and one for, oh, no, one for X, one for Y, so like yeah. two directional. And so as you span the ball, it would spin those rollers differently. And that was how you inputted movement to the mouse. Isn't that fun? I've got to say, I have never drawn a computer mouse before. It you looks a lot like it? a mouse. Oh, you do just like a small it, mouse. It's, it's a mouse mouse. Yeah, okay. That's, that's amazing. That's not that amazing. It's meant to look like a computer mouse. Um, so, all right, well, we have a, t a cassette now, but we don't have like a, a Walkman or anything mm. uh, or a cassette player. And we have a phone. Does the phone have a dial tone if we, if we pick it up? You pick up the phone and it does not have a dial tone. Hmm. Um, okay. Well, maybe it will eventually. Want to keep looking around? We can, do you want to check the door? I mean, we sort of checked the door in, this, in the introduction, but not, not, in, not with our hearts. Yeah, it's a good idea. So you have a closer look at this door. You do notice that the keypad next to it, which is sort of locking the door shut, it's badly damaged. There's uh, traces of this oh. brown ooze over it. There's a couple uh -huh. of keys missing from it. It's uh, certainly not in working condition. Oh, so people, if you can, if you want to look at that image, uh, I do. I want to look at this image. No, you don't. Uh, I'll try and describe it for anybody who's who's uh, at ho you know on the road and can't look at the images as they listen. So yeah, it is. It's a keypad. It looks God. It looks like it's drawn in like Mad Magazine. Oh. I don't know why. Something about it makes me feel like Mad Magazine. But it's really like the numbers look like they're melting off. The it's all broken, bent. There's like a big space bar down the bottom that it's also and yeah, and the whole thing is brown and. Rarity. Uh and the one and the eight are missing. Um, but in their place, you can see the little like circular uh, pl uh, holders for those numbers that you would insert them into. Uh, so maybe if we need to interpret a code, they would be zeros, just as a vague feeling. Oh, I see. Um, because there are those O's there. But yeah, overall, ugh. 
yeah, it makes me it makes me uncomfortable. It is also bolted, uh, like screwed in in the corner. So maybe we found a screwdriver. Good to know. A Phillips head screwdriver. We could unscrew the keypad from the wall. Does anything happen if we press a button? You, who would like to push the button? Oh, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's the question you want. Uh, well, Danny, you've already been Yeah, in the you've locker. been guinea-pigging me, so I guess it's me. <laughs> All right, uh, Danny. I press so, the cleanest one. So, Danny, you push one of the buttons and nothing seems to happen. However, your tip of your finger starts to sting very badly. It's almost like you touch something red hot. It seems like this brown ooze that's sort of covering the keypad is like, could be a nasty chemical. Whatever it is, you quickly wipe off your tip of your finger, but it's still throbbing. On me. Um, <laughs> Good okay, to know. Well, well, Danny's now doomed. She's going to turn yeah. into, a, into a mass. Yeah, monster. sorry about that. Do you want to find out about your fate by checking out the dude on the ground? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a closer look at this brown ooze. Um, yeah, it's brown, it's pulsating, it's slowly sort of moving a bit, and it is a security guard or sort of uniform that's sort of just mixed in there really well. Oh, it's really, it's, guys, this is very unpleasant. Again, if you can't see this image right now, if you want to, it's in the it show notes. It very much looks like the person dissolved it, into poison. It looks good. terrible. You don't want to look at it right now. It's, uh, it's very creepy. Now, do you want to try and see if we can touch? Maybe that uniform has like keys or something. I gotta be pockets. honest, with my bare hands, I do not we want to gloves. right now. Well, I wonder if maybe um, the fact that uh, locker one needs repair. I wonder if maybe it's not actually as locked as it looks like it is. Like maybe the door comes off its hinges or something. That's can we go idea. back to locker one and really like give it a rattle? Closely examine to see if it's broken in any way that we could we could uh, take advantage of. You have a closer look at Locker 1. You do notice the door on it is badly dented, almost if someone was bashing it in a fit of rage. However, the hinges and lock seems to be in good condition, and no matter how hard you rattle it or try to force it open with your hands, it does not seem to work. Hmm. Dang. Um, there were handprints. There were bloody handprints on these lockers. Is there anything more interesting about the way they are kind so of we can laid see, out? Yeah, we can see in the image where... Uh, yes. Are they, are they accurate? So there's a couple of handprints on locker one, and there's a couple of handprints on locker three near the bottom. It is also sort of covered in brown sludge at the bottom and some of the top. Mm. Can we... Can we look down to where the handprints are at the bottom of locker three? Is there anything that they were clearly reaching for? Because on locker one, it looks like they were looking for the they were reaching for the lock. That makes sense. But is there anything down near the bottom of three that could like pry open or, or look, be interactive? Or that or, you yeah, could can peek we look through, through the, the little vents? gap? You have a closer look uh, down at the bottom of locker three, but uh, you do not find anything. It's just there doesn't seem to be anything interesting there. Just more of this brown ooze. Yeah. We have we have torches. Can we see into any of these lockers? Anything interesting through their little venti gaps? You use your torch to have a look through the sort of vents in the lockers. You do notice that there is a toolbox down low in locker one and a toolbox down low in locker four. In locker one, you can see that there's a book of some kind up high as well. But aside from that, you cannot make out anything else. Okay, I want to get in locker one. That sounds uh, quite useful. 
If we found a scooping mechanism, could we put some brown ooze on the lock to lock a one and, to, and, and acid, acidify it? Oh, that's I mean, We know fun. it breaks down metal-y stuff because it's ruined the keypad a bit. True. And your fingers are made of metal as well, so. Point, good um, point. Oh, what would we use, though? Nothing feels very scoopalicious just yet. No. What, do we have anything? We have, uh, actually, there's one more thing I wanted to look at. We uh, fell through a hole in the ceiling. I wanted to look up as well. And now there's rubble on the floor. And oh. ho- like, how does that all look You like? want to look at the rubble or look or up? The ho- just in general. I want to look up. I want to look at the results of our destruction. So uh, you have a closer look. So it's big chunks of concrete. There's uh, no steel reinforcement in it, which sort of explains why it gave out so easily. They probably built this asylum on, on the budget. Um, <laughs> the ceiling is quite high, however. It's easily three or more meters high, so you can't quite reach the opening that you've fall, fallen through down from. Hmm. Fair enough. Can we do anything with this concrete? I do like the idea of like poking or trying to scoop using rubble. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Is that doable? One thought I have, Danny. <laughs> yeah. And this is a bit convoluted and weird. Okay. We have an access code. Yeah. Which is too long for either of the lockers. Yep. And it's also letters and numbers, so it wouldn't really work on the keep on the keypad to get out. Yeah. Unless, of course, the phone is there just to teach us what letters, letters go to numbers. which numbers, and then it is actually the access code to open the door. Uh, I mean. It's always possible, I guess. Do you want to, like, but, what would, if it's... so? Like, that's what, but the door code doesn't work. Oh, so. yeah, good point. And it said that that was a login, didn't it? Yeah, access code, keep oh, a login. I'm pretty sure it's for the computers. What are we doing, Dan? I feel like we can't interact with anything. It feels... This brown sludge is too scary to touch. It's really scary to touch, but I think <laughs> that we should try to find the best piece of rubble and try to, to scoop, scoop some. some up and throw it at the lock on locker one. I, I think that trying to acidify locker one's lock is a good idea. Well, let's give that a try. Can we use some rubble to sort of <laughs> scrape some, some, uh, some brown sludge onto it and then hold it against the lock that locks locker one? Are you uh, scraping this brown sludge from the sort of security guard that's been dissolved? That yeah. feels bad, but yes. <laughs> yeah. We'll scrape up his, his, his sludge foot. happy about that. Oh. <laughs> All right, you grab some rubble and you start scraping the brown ooze from the security guard and you sort of start smearing it from locker one. However, you do notice in the process of scraping out some of the brown ooze of the security guard that there was a note that sort of was buried in this brown ooze. Oh. The note says, Remember to call Bert for locker four. You proceed to rub the brown ooze on locker one, over the lock, but nothing seems to happen. Not yet, anyway. Maybe uh-huh. it takes some time for the stuff to act. Well, yeah, call Bert. That. Yep. that would be four numbers if we go by, oh, phone, that's... by phone number. Love it. So what are they? Uh, those are B-E-R-T. Uh, two, would be three. Two, three... Seven eight. Okay. Do you want to try two three seven eight on the locker? Absolutely. Locker four. Locker four two, three, two three seven eight. eight. Let's try. You try two three seven eight on locker four and success. You unlock <laughs> it. You open yeah, it up cool, and Bert. inside you find a small toolbox at the bottom. Nothing else. Inside this toolbox you find a Phillips screwdriver and okay. a wrench. Nice. Well, you were waiting for a Phillips head screwdriver. Yes. Were we waiting for a wrench? Not that I could think of, but let's try and let's use the Phillips head screwdriver to 
take the keypad off the wall by the door. I, I assume this is going to have to be me sacrificing my no, hands no, again, it, just it. in case. Really? Yep, I'll, I'm taking I've, one for the I team. I mean, let's not both of us die here. Look, <laughs> we've still got, like... I'm picturing Venom situation here where one tiny drop of ooze will eventually encase you. Well, I'm just saying there's still two more people in this room with us and a large Great Dane. So <laughs> one of those three could take the, That's take it true. the team. That's true. I forgot get, about our entire team. Daphne to do it. Okay. I hope you're fine being Velma. That's or cool. Or maybe a Shaggy. I don't know. I'm Fred <laughs> is all I'm saying. So we'll get Daphne Gosh. to go and uh, open the... Open the keypad lock. I'm more of the Great Dane. (laughs) (laughs) So so you're getting Daphne. So Daphne's also fallen down with you. Yeah. So Daphne uses the screwdriver very carefully to undo the screws. And then uses the screwdriver to pry off the front cover as to not to get any brown ooze on herself. (sighs) Whatever. (laughs) <laughs> see, Great Danes don't think inside, about that sort of thing. Inside, you uh, see the guts of the keypad. It's uh, there's four wires. There's a couple of battery sort of slots, but there's no battery. It, it requires uh, two AA batteries, and there's a little on-off switch in there as well. Ooh, okay. So yes, yeah, so for people who who are listening at home, yes, there's two slots of batteries in the on-off switch, and these wires they're very like keep talking and nobody explodes oh wires. they are we've, we've got if if the top four holes i'm going to call a b c d and the bottom four holes i'm going to call one two three four we've got a blue wire that goes a four we've got a green and white striped wire that goes b one we have a white and black striped wire that goes c three and a red solid wire that goes uh, d two so they all go from one top thing to one bottom thing and crossing over in weird ways. That doesn't look like it spells anything, does it, right? Except for maybe, oh. except for maybe like XK very weirdly. Right, yeah, not but so overall, much yet. I wonder if we'll find some, some, some key or thing to how Absolutely. to cut these. The or... fact that you've got like some solid wires and some stripey wires, that's going to be very interesting. Yeah. But yeah, we obviously need batteries. We do need batteries. And, well, We need to find a Walkman. There was nothing else in Locker 4, was there? Just this tool, these tools? Just the tools, nothing else. Could, uh, could the wrench be used to wrench anything? Can we, like, wrench some hinges? You do notice that there is a couple of bolts uh, securing Locker 4 to the wall. Ooh. And oh. Locker 2. So all the lockers have been bolted to the wall. Oh, so now that we're inside the, those lockers, like inside 2 and inside 4, we can see that they're bolted from the inside? Yes. Ooh, let's unbolt a couple of them. Locker two? Yeah, locker two. So that was the empty one. Locker two to start with. Yeah. If we unbolt all those... This, does... is, this is my home, so I'll do this one. Does the back fall off? <laughs> or do we just have bolts? They seem to be sort of like anchor bolted to the concrete. Mm. So, so that's what's securing the lockers to the concrete wall. Oh, so they are individual. If we, un... if we use the wrench to kind of remove two, can we, can we then pull it out? Separately? Can we, like, knock it yeah. over? Yes, let's knock it over and see what's behind it. Okay. All right, you undo the bolt. It's going to fall straight into the big pile of yeah. goo. Oh, this is not good. No. There's going to be a giant goo splash. <laughs> you, un- you undo the bolts securing locker number two and rip it off the wall. It comes crashing down, slapping onto the security guard. Hide behind the biggest piece of rubble you can. You know. 
you know, Making I didn't. I don't know. I don't know why I made myself Fred. I really. It's not like I associate with Fred. As, <laughs> so I'm gonna be Shaggy. No, oh, I'm gonna no. be Velma. My I'm voices. Velma. Yeah. I'm gonna hide behind Fred during the because he's a wide-shouldered young lad. Sure. So when this thing splashes. I'll be able to hide back there. As, as the dog, I think what I do is I am so afraid that I jump 20 feet in the air back into the last room, oh, but yeah. it doesn't occur to me that that's an escape route, yeah, so I come, come, I come this, straight back this down. This is fair. This is fair. As the splash happens. <laughs> All right. So as it splashes, uh, luckily it doesn't splash too badly, so no one <laughs> else gets covered in this brown sludge. And you have a look at what's behind Locker 2, and it is a concrete wall. Nothing else. Ah. This is a lie. Oh. I don't trust this at all. <laughs> um, is there anything on the back of Locker 2? You have a look on the back of Locker 2, but you do not find anything there. Hmm. Okay, well, can we do the same thing to Locker 4? Can we unbolt Locker 4 and wrench it from the wall? You unbolt Locker 4 and you tip it down so it comes crashing onto the floor. You have a look at the wall behind it, but you do not find anything. You have a look at behind the back of Locker 4 and you do not find anything oh, else. Come on! You oh. successfully dismantled stuff in the room. We kick the wall <laughs> just in case it breaks. You kick the wall, but uh, nothing seems to happen. It's a solid concrete wall. Can we use these fallen lockers to make <laughs> a staircase to help ourselves back up? Oh, yeah. Can we use them to escape through the ceiling? <laughs> They, uh, you try, but uh, it's kind of hard. You kind of stack two of them on top of each other to try to reach the height, but it's a, it's a very dodgy scenario. Yeah, One I have my doubts. You sort of... Ah, but you forget that we have Fred to hold them in place. <laughs> uh, no, okay, so oh, I really thought something was going to happen then. Can we? Is there a way, without getting our hands too poisoned, is there a way to sort of sift through the pockets or the... Or the belongings of, that are associated with this security guard uniform. Yeah, we saw the one note there, and it hadn't been fully destroyed. By yeah, any there means. was already a note there. So, so maybe can we check other stuff? Uh, how would you like to check? Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. Use the I wanted to use lean the bad over, end of the wrench. Yeah, to like the non-wrenchy end to like of the wrench to prod at the pockets of the of the outfit to see if there's anything in them. So you start prodding the pockets scooping it out, and you do find a small key inside it. Ooh. Okay, can we get that without covering ourselves in goop? Well, you scrape it off to the side so it's by itself, um, whether or not you want to use your actual hands to pick it up, but it's up to you. What would you like to do? Um, I'll strip. I'll take off my shirt, uh, and I'll use it to cover my hands, and use it to pick up the key, and then use the key to open the lock, and then throw the lock away. See, if I need to handle something I don't want to, I just stick my hand in my shirt and use my shirt that way. Yeah, but I'm Velma, so I have clearly a large, big oh, I see, sweater right. yep. as well as a shirt underneath. That's a good point. Yeah, you can take so off I'm the still, jacket. I'm still wearing a shirt. I've That's... just taken off my, my big turtleneck orange Good point, sweater. good point. And like in this scenario, I don't even have a shirt, so. you got a collar. That's not helpful. <laughs> All right, you pick up this key and you try locker one and it unlocks the locker. <laughs> Inside, you see a blue sort of raincoat hanging Ooh. up. Down below is another toolbox. Inside, there's just more screwdrivers. However, on the top shelf, you see a book. 
you have a closer look at this book and it seems to be a sort of manual security override. You flip through the pages and there's a page that sort of pops out to you. It seems to be a keypad manual override instruction. Yes. Okay, so first of all, I just want to say that it's pretty serendipitous that we are, that, that right now, it is currently four in the morning at the end of December. And we're recording this now just to see if you're better. Oh. Also, that New York is cold, but I like where I'm living. If it took me that long <laughs> to understand music. what you were saying. Uh, yeah, uh, that is the, those are the opening lyrics, sort of, to the Leonard Cohen song, Famous Blue Raincoat. Because um, we have a famous blue raincoat. Terrible. Which is torn at the shoulder. Terrible. You know, I went to every station. I don't know that many words to the song. You're going to lose everyone. I am. <laughs> Although uh, Jane did come by with a lock of your hair. Tell me what okay. the book says, um, Velma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the book is, we've got these like keypad override instructions and it has a picture of, of what we just saw as the inside, the interior of yep, that keypad. So some stripey wires and some non-stripey wires. Interestingly enough, the on button is set to on. Uh-huh. Oh, actually, no, maybe it's flicked down to off. It's kind of hard to interpret. It is the opposite of how it currently says. So it's okay. flicked to off. But you also need, it also looks like it's got uh, indications for how batteries should be put in. So we may need the batteries. Mm. Uh, and the wires are done differently than they are now. So the blue one is now A2. The red one is now B4. The white stripe is now C1. And the green stripe is now D3. So okay, a completely so different arrangement. So it looks like if we mirror that arrangement, we can own. We can get an override for the keypad. Um, Be nice. Now I'm assuming those batteries are part of it purely because they're pictured here, and because that makes sense. Like we've got cut power, it makes sense that the backup would be battery operated. Yes, that seems fair. So maybe we need to find the battery. But if we completely get stuck, we can always try this without the batteries and see what happens. True enough. But let's let's I, put that off. I, I don't want to feel like an idiot. heave a heavy dog sigh, and I examine my own torch. To see what sort of battery power it has. Oh, yeah, we've probably got batteries in the torches. Using your paw and the torch in your mouth, you manage to unscrew the torch, and inside you see a couple of AA batteries. Oh, I was afraid of that. We almost, we did this last time. We had this happen <laughs> in a room. We just ignored our walkie-talkie the entire time. Okay, so we can set up that override. My, uh, it seems like the best possible idea at this stage. Do you want to just have a quick look at the other stuff in here, like this famous blue raincoat? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's your business. Cat. I think there's a ghost in it. I'll have a look at the uh, the famous blue. You have a closer look at the raincoat. It seems to be sort of well protected and good condition. Um, you have a look around to see if there's any, any sort of pockets or inside it, but you do not find anything. Just a normal sort of raincoat with sleeves going covering the full length of your arms. I put it on. You put on the raincoat and you admired how good it looks on yourself. You're in now, the cult I'm not now. Gonna, no, I'm just not going to get splashed by goop. You're oh, going to get gooped and I'm fine. That's a fair point. Gwyneth's going to goop you. I'll be fine. Just to, because this is exactly what I would do in a real escape room, just double checking because locker one was the one that needed fixing, right? And we had a look and it was all dented and messed up and everything. Now that we've got it open, that doesn't. Oh, yeah. Does it look, do the dents look interesting from the inside of the, of the door? 
So Has someone dented of, a password into it? So you have a closer look at the dents, but it's just all random. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, you know, someone was bashing it really violently. So there doesn't seem to be anything special about the dents. It's just that the door's badly damaged. Fair, fair. Um, and we've got a bunch new of more. We have a bunch more Phillips head screwdrivers now. I don't know why we need so many screwdrivers, but we have them. We should be, we'll be dissolving them over time. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm going to take everything out of this locker: the book, the raincoat, the tools. Put them all on the desk, so they're well. The raincoat I'm wearing, uh, and then I want to wrench it off the walls. Oh. <laughs> okay, so you take everything out the lockers and you undo the bolts and. Rip locker one off from the walls. It comes crashing down, and you have a look behind it, and it's just more concrete wall. We got to leave locker three where it is, though, because we don't know anything. We, <laughs> no, we have we an ha- open locker three. We have to. Well, yeah, we, yeah but we can't rent yeah. it before it's open, so that's fine. Um, okay, <laughs> well, we got, we got batteries. All right, we got keypads. I hope your torch can work double time, because I do not like being without mine. Let's do it. Let's set okay. them up. So, so we rearranged the, well, the. Was there something special about how the batteries went in, or is it the way it looks like batteries should go in? Uh, they look like the way that they're meant to go in. Okay, so we insert the batteries. Batteries in. Flick it down to off, and then rearrange the wire. Can we can we rearrange the wires by hand? Yes, you can. They sort of easily cool. come out and able to be <laughs> rearranged. Yes, nice. and we rearrange them to match the book, which is blue A two, red B four, black and white. C1 and green and white D. You know those coordinates. You're I just made those coordinates up. up, but it proves that I know what I'm doing. Okay. All right. You follow the instructions as per the manual and you flick it on. You hear a unlocking sound. You uh, open the door and you find yourself in a small, narrow hallway. This hallway is covered in this brown sludge all over the floor, walls, ceiling. Luckily, everyone's wearing shoes, well, except for Scooby-Doo, I guess. Well, Scooby-Doo, I think you need to be carried. Shaggy will carry me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You do notice that there's two doors. So to your left, you see a door handle poking out. It's completely covered. The door itself is completely covered in this brown sludge. Just the handle is poking out. You try it anyway, but it's locked. You have a look at the other end of the hallway, and you can see that there's a slightly ajar door. You walk down there and you find yourself in a new room. In the center of this room there's an operating table. It's covered in dry blood. There seems to be sort of surgeon tools in the table next to it. You do also see that on the northwest corner of this new room there's another desk with some items on it. In the southwest corner of this room, there's another door with a keypad next to it. At the southeast corner of this room, there's a large tank that seems to be filled with this brown sludge. And on the far east wall, there's a workbench and a small sort of cabinet above it. And finally, on each wall, there is a large sort of lever switch. Yeah. Well, I would like to say that from the illustration, the desk that has objects on it, that looks like a walk that looks like a cassette player to me. Ooh, okay. So I'd like to go and check out that desk to start. 
you walk over to the desk and you find a cassette player along with another couple of tapes, tape B and C. Would you like to listen to the tapes? Uh, yes, we can go back and get A and then I reckon just listen to them in order. Sounds good. I would like to point out, I feel like we actually just like just started the escape room because that first one was literally just like grab a key from the pocket and, and get out. So <laughs> we've acted foolishly by taking so much time to talk about how cool It just shows Scooby-Doo how emotionally is. invested we are. We that didn't want to touch the gross <laughs> We didn't want to touch the goop. Uh, so uh, I'd like to, yeah, let's listen to A, then B, then C. All right, here we go. So take A. 1st of June, 1997. This is Frederick S. Doyle. Today's results are looking really promising. Um, it appears that only the mentally insane are able to create this precious enzyme compound and it's found in their brainstem. It's, it's fascinating. This compound, if breathed in, will immediately lead to the individual exhibiting violent, murderous behaviour. <laughs> Scary. Good start, Creepy. good start. Right. Mm. So, that was, so that was tape A, so now tape B. 8th of June, 1997. So, it's taken a full week, but we've finally managed to extract enough for the first ballistic test. But the military is requesting 10 times more for the next batch. It's ridiculous. I honestly don't know if we have enough. We're running out of patients. We need to acquire some more patients in order to achieve those numbers. And finally, tape C. Alright, tape C. 30th of June, 1997. This is Frederick S. Doyle. So many things have gone gone wrong this week. My, my friend, Heinrich, got exposed and we had to restrain him. I, I don't know if he will recover. No, on top of that, we have lost 200 patients worth in this last mess. Ah. Things were going fine before, but now this, this substance is, it can change its structure. It, it makes no sense. It seems to take a life of its own after the concentration reaches a certain level. It's created this uh, unknown, unknown substance. It's fascinating, but although a problem at the same time, we're not going to meet our quota. All right. Excellent. This is all just what I wanted. So, Frederick Incidentally, Doyle. What's what date is it now? I know it's 1997, but how close are we to those recordings that we just heard? It appears that you are a few months after okay. the fact. I mean, that feels like a safe buffer. Yeah, yeah. we're fine. It uh, could yeah, have been. Whatever, whatever happened here didn't happen that long ago. Okay. Okay. So hmm. they've been using people... They, they've been doing some brain harvesting. Yeah, they've been stealing an enzyme from the brains of people with mental disorders. To create, uh, which which when injected into other people, and makes them violent murderers, and it seemed like they were going to use it as a weapon. Mm. So they said they were going to do ballistic tests. Yeah, so and like they they were the military like was looking little, was... little guns that shoot darts <laughs> that that inject enzyme into people who then go ah now I'm angry I'm going to punch all my friends. Uh, uh, now, would the military applications of this be give it to your soldiers so Ooh. that they are stronger or to give it to enemy soldiers so that they go crazy? Well, the fact that there are ballistic tests implies that you are shooting something. So I think it's you shoot the dart into someone, they then go, ah, I'm angry. And they're standing next to all their friends in the bunker because it's 19... Mm. 
14 in the <laughs> trenches. They're in the trenches with all their friends. And then they turn and they just start punching. Gotcha. And everyone's like, whoa, ah, it's cra- things going crazy here. Sure, sure. We're against each other. Ah. It was an airborne airborne substance. So if you breathe it in, you go in a murderous rampage. Almost like a chemical gas, you know? Either way, definitely against the Geneva Convention. Oh. And rightly so. Oh, for sure. Okay, okay. Good backstory. Love it. Do not love a whole tank of the stuff. Mm. Uh, is there anything else on the desk or un- under the desk or the chair? Just, I don't think there would be, but... You have a look at the desk. It does have a couple of drawers. Ooh, the... drawers. Didn't yes. expect drawers. Here Two we go. Drawers. The bottom drawer is actually nailed shut, which is strange. Not Whatever's in there seems to be interesting. Um, the top drawer is opened. Uh, you have a look inside and you find a whole bunch of scientific journals. You try and read them, but they're just sort of gibberish to you, talking about the scientific nonsense. However, there is a small note in there that talks about uh, a generator. Ooh, Danny, says, Danny, would you like to read this note? Ooh, this looks interesting. So just very generally. If you ever need to reset the generator, pump the breakers in quick succession in the correct order. However, well, this note, that seems reasonable. This note is very deliberately written with some suspicious capitals. Oh, what are the capitals? Okay, so we've got E-N-E-S-E-N-E-S-S-S-E. E-N-E-S-E-N. E S I think S- E S S E Like take a look because oh it's there's lots of S's and E's, it's hard oh, to keep I track see. exactly. Oh yeah, like in the middle of the word need, a clear. Exactly. E E S E N Oh no, E N E S E N E S S S E. So I wonder if the pump if the breakers uh, labelled with these sorts of things. Like, Possibly. East and North and a South. Yeah, they look pretty directional, and don't so they? And so we go like East, North, East, South, East, Could North, be. East, South, 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 East. Mm. Uh, so we should find what those are and then do them. Yeah, that sounds handy. Where do we want to look next? Um, do wrenches undo bol- uh, nailed shut drawers? Mm, oh, probably not. Might be like, uh, <laughs> I don't know a, what a wrenches do. With the thingy. They, they, they grab bolts, but a nail's a nail. I'd... Maybe if we had pliers, we might be able to weasel, weasel them out. Mm. But... Uh, Either way. Maybe we need the, the back of a hammer. Cool, cool, cool. Again, avoiding the scary thing in the middle of the room, I would like to take a look at the other closed door. I will say, avoiding the scary thing in the middle of the room didn't work out for us last time. Very true, which means it's the perfect plan this time. All right. Where are we going? I'd like to look at the other door. Okay. Yeah, you have a look at the other door. It is indeed locked, and there's another keypad next to it. However, this keypad seems to be in good working condition, and there's four sort of... Coloured LEDs above it. Ooh. Red, yellow, green, and light blue. This keypad, however, seems to be riveted to the wall. Oh, so Yeah, so we can't, like, so we can't, we can't do the same thing. It. Doesn't seem we can undo it with your screwdrivers. All right, that's cool. Have we seen colours anywhere? No. I mean, but we haven't we've really seen a blue raincoat. So, oh, that is a blue raincoat. That's true. <laughs> so um, that's all I got. Well, let's keep looking around the room then. Yep, all right. What else is in here? We've got... So there's a cabinet and a desk over on the right. There's the creepy stuff in the middle and then the creepy tank in the bottom. 
Okay, well, let's have a look at the cabinets and stuff. Okay. Head over to the right. east wall. You have a look at the workbench and the cabinet. Uh, on the bench itself, you see a box of gloves. Seems like those would have been Ooh. handy earlier on. Indeed. Uh, there's a Bunsen burner as well, along with a lighter next to it, and a couple of beakers. The cabinet above it seems to be well rusted, and it seems to be locked as well. There seems to be a biometric fingerprint scanner next to it. <laughs> you can see inside it, it seems to be thick glass in the front doors, but inside it you can see various sort of chemicals. Yeah. Now, Danny, quick quick question. I know you're a dog, but let's let's get out sure. of that. Let's get out of the uh the dog-based understanding for a moment here. Do you think what would ha- what happens if you put the, your finger that has been burnt by the acid <laughs> and so maybe doesn't have Into a fingerprint a... anymore onto the fingerprint scanner? What? Your fingerprints have been burned off by acid. So uh, you think that would make it more effective on a fingerprint scanner? Maybe the fingerprint scanner doesn't check who you are, but it has a <laughs> list of everybody in the world who isn't the person. And and so as long as you're not on that list, you're fine. Seems foolproof to me. <laughs> I, I'll give okay. it a go. Can I take a look? So Danny takes her finger. It is very swollen at this stage. And yeah. she places her finger on this biometric scanner. However, the tip of her finger falls off, revealing <laughs> a bit of brown sludge. It seems to be spreading along her hand. I told you. It does not seem to open oh. the cabinet, though. I like that it's green. It, it is green, that, that scanner. Oh, man. Um, um, okay, what's the, what's the best thing that I can do? Besides, clearly, there's an operating table. If I have to cut my hand off, then I guess that's how it's going to be. True. Put a glove on. Uh, no, then I'll just be <laughs> avoiding looking at the damage. That seems like a bad idea. Um, and you should put gloves on. I'll put gloves on, just for the hell of it. I don't know if there's anything we can do here before we can open that cabinet. I mean, I think I'm losing function entirely. Well, let's keep looking around. Uh, this table in the middle that's all covered in blood and looks scary. Can we have a closer look at all this? You have a closer look at it. There's nothing seems to be on the operating table itself or underneath it. On the small metal table that's next to it, you do see a bunch of surgical tools. There's like a bone saw, some syringes, a scalpel, some scissors. Seems to be covered in dried blood. God knows what they were doing here. Now, Danny. Yeah. If they're covered in blood, one would assume that they're not ready for use. But then again, maybe. Bone saw is ready. I was waiting for another <laughs> reference and trying to figure out where it was going. <laughs> Bone saw is ready. Um, so. Okay, we got stuff here. Again, I don't know if there's any use for that yet. It doesn't look like a puzzle in and of itself. So the only last thing to look at is the vat and these things on the wall, which might be the breakers that we need to, to flip and do. Good point, good point. But let's have a look at the vat first, just in case. <sighs> okay. What's the vat look like? You have a look at the large vat. It's quite tall. It's completely filled with this brown sludge. It does, however, seem to be a drain pipe leading from the bottom of the vat going into the floor below. You follow the pipe and you see that there is a sort of a part of it where it used to be a valve and 
However, the valve head is missing and it's just a sort of rectangle knob poking out from it. Ooh, okay. Can we use the, the wrench that we found earlier to attach to the valve? Attach. You take the wrench and you poke the it knob? onto this onto the, the knob and you give it a turn and this vat begins to slowly bubble away and drain slowly. Blah, 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 blah. And after it's all drained, you can see inside the tank <laughs> more clothes. Well, jump in, Danny. <laughs> more clothes covered in brown sludge. As the sludge slips away into the to the drain, does it go, Thank you for freeing me. No, it just <laughs> makes blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Which translates to... is agony. <laughs> uh, so, Danny, you're looking at some clothes. What do they look like? Um, not crazy dissimilar from the last ones, do they I say, think. Do they say Hendrik on the name tag? I don't see a name tag. Is there a way for us to access those? I mean... They're sitting at the bottom of the tank. You can easily reach down and grab it. I'm wearing like... gloves. And I've got a raincoat on. And several screwdrivers. Can, so can I go and grab these clothes and search them? Sure, you grab the clothes out of the tank and you begin searching the pockets. You do find a name tag, it was Federick. And you do find another tape, labelled Tape D. Let's listen to Tape D. This is uh, uh, Doyle, this is it's day, uh, it doesn't matter, it, it, it's spreading, it's spreading everywhere. It's consuming living matter. Do not touch it. Once it's in your blood, it's, it's over. It took two days for Harold to succumb to the horror. Two days. We locked him in the security booth. And we were screaming, screaming, screaming. I shouldn't have asked him to help me. I need to fix this before the military shows up. They'll take my research. And they cannot take it. They will not get it. Not all of it. <laughs> because heat will reveal all. <laughs> what? Get away from me. No, no, no! <laughs> so, we should remove your hand. Yeah, it, it kind of sounds like it. I should just stop moving to stop my blood flow whatsoever. Yeah. We should tourniquet you. Mm-hmm. Which is usually not the best idea for like a snake bite, but only because that's assuming you will untourniquet at some point and let the blood flow back mm. in. But we won't. Mm. We'll just cut off your hand. Yeah, that sounds about right. Maybe we should uh, wait until we've got access to some of these chemicals in case one of them is an anesthetic. Oh, maybe start with just a finger. Though. <laughs> I mean, that's probably better than the whole hand. Eh. While your finger's still slowly going away, we could just do the finger. That makes more sense. I mean, one might hope. Would you, would you like to cut off your finger then? I really would not. But... We'll do that maybe, maybe <laughs> the end before we leave. Well, but that's good. Bone saw is ready. Uh... Bone saw is ready. I feel like I don't have much choice. How bad can losing a finger be? Wait, looking into the cabinet, is there anything that's labelled as anaesthetic? <laughs> you have a closer look, but you do not see anything that has an anaesthetic label on it. All right, this is unfortunate. We're right, just going to have to go with it. ready. Just All quick, right. off camera, cuts away. Done. So you grab, you grab Danny's hand and you take the bone saw and you go... It takes longer than you think. 
But you eventually cut through her finger and her finger falls down to the floor and splat there. You quickly sort of <laughs> it starts to go eh, 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 and runs away, <laughs> just crawls itself away. And I'm free. <laughs> it can't do quickly that. It's already missing the top. <laughs> Good point. Ah, <laughs> you quickly tie it up to stop the bleeding. Hopefully that has stopped the spreading. Yeah, fingers crossed, because if well, it hasn't... <laughs> that's obnoxious. Okay, heat. Heat. Heat is helpful. Do we have a source of heat? We do indeed. There what? is a Bunsen burner. Oh, there is a Bunsen burner. I don't know what we're heating up. No, nor do I. But apparently it will reveal all. Let's just turn on a Bunsen burner. Oh no, do we have matches? Can we turn on a Bunsen burner? There is a sparker next to it, so oh. yes, you can. Cool. I don't, I don't know why, but you know, maybe it'll stop me going into shock right. if, if I turn just the burner on. turn on a fire. <laughs> you turn on the Bunsen burner, and it turns on successfully. Okay. Uh, All right. I'm just going to recover. You figure out why we want this. Well, what I'm going to do first, I'm going to have a look at these breakers that are on the wall. So they labelled oh, yeah, in any form? Fair. You do notice that there's a sort of... They are labelled on the sort of north wall. There's a small label saying north, and same with the other walls. They Ooh. each have their own sort of direction, north, east, south, west, labelled on them. Great. That's, well, the problem is yeah, we that's... need to do them quickly, uh, and we're going to need three walls. Okay. Can well, we do that with two people, or are we, are we doing we forever? We have a whole posse. What are you saying? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> can we cheat? Can we can we make it so that, uh, so that uh, Daphne jumps onto the south, and then Danny... Sits on the yeah. east and I sit on the north? Yep. Awesome. All right, and we go. Okay. East, north, east, south, east, north, east, south, 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 east. <laughs> nice little tune there. Um, and you flick all those uh, breakers in that order and you hear a humming sound a kick into life in the room huh? next to you. Ooh. Eventually the lights begin to flicker and then they remain on. You have successfully restored power. That's something. High five. Oh. <laughs> How long is this going to continue? <laughs> well, while I just remember it, I'll forget in a second. You know, I can make this sad at any time that I like by reminding you that I'm a dog. Oh, it's so sad. No, it's too sad. <laughs> okay. uh, let's, let's go back to the security room. Okay, I put gloves on all of my feet so that <laughs> yeah, I can funny, be man. independent. And then you do that walk that dogs do where they go when they're oh, wearing shoes. No, they lift their legs too high. <laughs> oh, now it's sad again. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's head back to these computers and see if they're on now. Yeah. All right, so you head back to the computers, and indeed, the monitors have turned on. Awesome. It seems to be a login message. Well, I put in. F-X-C-K-S-2. You type in those uh, letters and success. You I have feel like I've solved a puzzle, but I really haven't. <laughs> <laughs> you have a look on the monitors and it seems to be showing camera footage of all the rooms in the facility. There is a room that sort of catches your eye. It seems to be a padded room where they keep like insane people. Oh, so that's the, that door maybe that we couldn't open. The padded yeah. walls, floors and ceilings, and there seems to be a hanging person in there. Yeah. It's not fun. Charming. Is there, oh, man, I don't want to keep looking at this footage. Is there anything that we can glean from this puzzle-wise, Danny? Uh, uh, oh, can I? Do you have an image? No, there's no... There's no oh, oh, there is an image. Oh, there is, oh, there is the, oh, my God, there is an image. Oh, cool. Okay. Um... 
Well, you can tell us what we can glean from that, Danny. Oh, goodness. Okay, so we are seeing the back of a person who is hanging. Ooh. They are wearing a straight jacket, and we can see the back of this straight jacket and the sort of buckles that keep it closed, but the buckles are both coloured and have different numbers of teeth. So you've got a green buckle on top that has two teeth. Then under that, there's a red buckle with three teeth. Then a yellow buckle with one tooth and a blue buckle with four teeth. I don't know if you call them teeth, but I figure people get what I mean. Yeah. So um, that could be an order. Yeah. Or a number, rather, a number, that'll be numbers associated with this, those colours perhaps. And then we can do them. Like if we go to the keypad, which well, is ordered red, yellow, green, blue at the top. Oh, okay. And we do those we numbers. Try on the keypad. Uh, so back to three, the other room. Go back to that, that second room and try. Three one two four on the keypad as a code. You try three one two four and success. Ooh. It unlocks. <laughs> you open the door and you find that it is the room that the hanging person is in. Oh no! Oh no! Does it have to be? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> you look away and look back at it, and it's still the same same room and same hanging person. I mean, I look to be honest. <laughs> Out of all things that could have happened when I looked away and looked back, that is that probably is the best. The best. Uh, if Danny, <laughs> Danny, if you run back to the security... Uh-huh. Okay, you want me on the monitor? If I stand in this room, am I on camera? Yes, you are. Cool. Okay. So it's a live, live feed. Live feed. Again, uh, probably a good thing? Well, if he has a puzzle on his back. Maybe he has a puzzle on his front as well. What do you... Do you see something? Uh, no. Well, can I, can I have a look at him from the front? Is it any different? Oh, sorry, I thought you got another picture. You have a closer look at the front oh. of him, but uh, there's nothing to be found. Nothing interesting. It's just a normal sort of straight jacket. Do oh. any of the do any of the walls of this padded room are they are they removable? Are they hiding a door? If I press around and search them, you have a closer look at them. They seem to be sort of in good condition. Um, there doesn't seem to be anything on it. You try and sort of rip or tear any panels, but none of them budge. I mean, that feels like good solid design work for yeah. one of these rooms. Um, quick question with the Bunsen burner. Yeah. Can we move the Bunsen burner around or do we have to bring things to it? The Bunsen burner has a sort of uh, short half a metre gas cable, so yep. it's sort of restricted to the workbench. Sure. That's- Hey, weird question, Standard, Danny. yep. Do you want to take the lab notes that we found mm. and hold them near the flame to see if extra stuff was revealed on them? The what? We found that lab notebook, which we couldn't read. It kind of oh, meant all nothing of to us. the scientific journals yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because he said, like, they never find all my research. Heat will reveal That's, the way. Do you want to uh, take that cool, lab I'd journal clearly, and hold it near the Bunsen burner? I had clearly forgotten the sentence that came before heat. Mm. That was all I remembered. Um, I mean, it seems as good an idea as any. Might have to listen to that D tape again at ah, some point. I got it. But, all right, so over to the Bunsen burner. Try taking some of the fancy scientific mumbo-jumbo and holding it over the fire to see if it reveals anything. You hold over the scientific journals over the flame, but nothing seems to be revealed. Eventually, after getting a bit frustrated, uh, you bring it closer to the flame and the documents catch on fire. Eventually burning them all to ash. My bad, guys. <laughs> Rude. Hope we didn't need those. Okay. Right. 
Well, what's next? What do we need to do? Why is this room open to us? Yeah, what are we going to do in the room with the person? Can we can we undo his straitjacket? Ugh. You undo the straitjacket and you reveal that there is a scientist hanging. Ooh. Oh, okay. Oh, why do you keep giving us these creepy images? <laughs> I hope our next room is happy and fun. Um, next one's Jen's room, I wonder. Yeah, who knows? Okay, so now it's just a pic- that's just an image of a scientist. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, can we tr- search miserable. the pockets of his science outfits? Can we use the bone saw to de-hang him? Nah, that's creepier. So you search the pockets of um, this hanging scientist and you find an ID card along with like an access key card, the one that sort of swiped open doors and whatnot. Um, his name tag says Heinrich. Oh, this is the other person, I yeah. think, the one who was exposed on the 30th of June. Wait, I thought that they said that that was the one that they locked in the security thing. No, that was... Ooh. That was Harold, oh, the security sorry. guard. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Okay. All right, so we now have an ID bad, an ID swipe card. What are we going to We haven't found anything to swipe, have we? No, unless it's that other door. What was like, that other door? It was just totally covered except that we the door handle was poking out. So for all we know there might be a swipe underneath. We just couldn't see it. Oh, that's right. We had a handle. It was bes, it was besludged and locked. Yeah. Could we Oh, what happens if we hold the Bunsen burner near some sludge? Do we have any oh, We don't have any sludge nearby. nearby. We have your finger that got sludged. Yeah, that's... sitting on the floor. It's true. Can you hold that near the flame to see if it reacts in any way? You take uh, Danny's finger and you hold it over the Bunsen burner. The brown sludge at the tip of it starts to aggressively spread it across the remaining tip of the finger. Oh, okay. Drop it. So it makes more whatever, sludge happen. Whatever happens while adding more heat to this brown sludge seems to accelerate the process. I've got a really sad idea that I don't like. Oh, no. I don't like. I don't want to do this. Oh no! But I think we're gonna to have to. What burn me to see no. how poisoned I am? No. <laughs> Carry a corpse over to the fingerprint scanner. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You. you... Okay. I mean, either that or cut off his finger. But right, yeah, that I makes sense. I put the corpse on Danny's back as she trots over to the, <laughs> over to the thing, and then I hold his finger up to press the scanner. You carry over the sort of hanging scientist. And you place his finger on the biometric scanner, and success, it unlocks the cabinet. You now have access to all of these weird chemicals, you know, copper, sulfate, magnesium oxide, a whole bunch of random chemicals, but what to do with them? Indeed. Magnesium oxide, as far as I'm aware, is aggressively boring normally. What's it going to do? Uh, can we find we reference can... in those... No, no, we wait, they've all been burned. Um... I think maybe we should find something that gives an indication of what we actually need to do with these chemicals. Maybe that'll let us get the sludge off the door and then we can escape through the door. That would be good. But I don't know what we've... We've looked at everything, haven't we? Is there anything we've missed? I think that we've... You have, you have one set of drawers that yeah. is nailed shut. Oh, yeah, nailed shut drawers. Do we have a tool that's usable? For... No, wait. We also know that the acid's corrosive. Can we... Well, yeah, but we tried oh, it that. It didn't work the first time, did it? Do any of the tools from the, like, can we use those scissors or, or bone saw? Or, can we use those or the, or the scalpel to, like, try and remove those nails? Probably not a scalpel. To try and remove <laughs> those nails from the, from the drawer? Surely a bone saw can do everything, right? You try the scalpel, but uh, in the process of trying to pry open the nails, the scalpel snaps in half. Yeah, I think so. You try the screwdrivers, but you just can't get underneath of the nails. 
Uh, here's a different idea. I remove the front, the top drawer completely. Can we look down into the nailed shut drawer? You remove the top drawer and you have access to the contents in the drawer below. Ah, yeah, that's much Solid fun. realism. <laughs> Inside, you find a weird note with letters and the numbers A3, B2, etc. Love it. Along with several blank documents. Blank okay. documents? A likely story. Yeah, so the first so the, Ooh, wow, yeah, that the was code, a lot. The code on this on this first one is A three, B two, B three, A two, B three, A four, B three, B two, B two, B one, B two, A one, A four, B one. Oh. Uh, which means nothing to me. And we also blank documents. Do you want to hold these up near the flame Absolutely. to see if things get revealed? Making very careful care not to set them on fire. Yeah, I won't be, don't put me in charge of this one this time. Alright, you hold the documents very carefully over the flame, uh, careful not to set them on fire. And slowly, some items begin to appear. You see that there's another table labeled A and B in the rows, and in the, the columns there's one, two, three, four with nice. a couple of arrows. And you get a nice sort of grid filled with the letters. Ooh. Oh, Danny, Danny, this is going to be a formula. What are the letters? Um, no. Yeah, look, take a look at this. It's not what you're visualizing. Oh, so the A1... B2, all that sort of, those are directions. Like A1 yeah. is up, A2 is right, A3 is down, A4 is left, and B is the same but doubled. So we should follow the, the, the directions as given in that list, and perhaps we will spell something out as we go. It will have a message, for sure. So Danny's got the list of, of directions, and I'm going to have a look at this uh, letter a grid because the grid is just letters and numbers all randomly spread out but with a starting point in the top left that's yeah. blank so i'm going to follow these directions okay so a3 all right a3 is go down one to an l b2 is go right two to an o good start b3 is go down two to a c a2 is go right one to a k excellent i like it b3 let's go down two to an e a4. That is go left one to an R. B3. This is a cool puzzle. Uh, that is go down two to a three, because it's lock a three. B2. B2 is go right two to a C. B2 again. Is O for combo, probably. Uh, B1. D, up oh, code, never mind. B2. All right, uh, B2. Uh, is E. We're going right two to an E, so we've got locker three code. A1. Uh, okay, that goes up one to a four. A4. That is left one to a two. B1. That is up two to a one. So locker three Ooh. code four, two, one. Let's go to locker three and put in code four, two, one. And rip you that locker off the wall. And rip it off the wall. <laughs> you type in four, two, one, and inside you find a lone journal at the top of it. It's Federick's journal. You have a look through it and a page falls out from it and you have a closer look at the page that has fallen out of it and it seems to contain important information. It says, I have discovered that if you mix one part silver sulfate into two parts acetone, the resulting compound will temporarily disable and liquefy the brown sludge, making it harmless for up to four hours, yes. after which it returns to its original state. That's okay. Four hours, that gives me some good chances, just in case. 
Yep, let's make, let's go. Let's, we've got it all open. We're going to go to the, the pot. We're going <laughs> to, the, the, the beaker. I was a chemist professionally for years. We go to the beaker. Uh, we, we fill it with two parts acetone and, and one part, whatever the other one, silver sulfate up to the brim. So we have as much as we possibly can. Okay. So two thirds full of acetone, uh, acetone then one third full of silver sulfate. Okay. And then we mix it up. And splash it on everything, but especially Wait, no, the door. I, I, I also dip my bad hand in it, just in case. Yeah, that's also a good idea. All right, so uh, Danny dips her stub of a finger into mm -hmm. it. It stings a bit, but you see sort of black blobs coming out of it. You splash the rest over the door, and the brown sludge begins turning black, and it turns into like a watery substance, and it starts running down the door, eventually yeah. revealing the hinges and the opening itself and a keycard access for the door. Yes. Use the keycard. We've got Hendrik's keycard. Called it. Heinrich. 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 Yeah. Use this keycard. Get out of here. <laughs> you use the, uh, the swipe card and you unlock the door. After following more hallways, you eventually find a set of stairs leading upwards to the foyer. Hmm. And as you exit the front of, a, of the asylum, dozens of spotlights are shone upon you, <laughs> blinding you. Several men's voices can be heard yelling at you, Get down! You comply, confused as to what's happening. And as your face is on the ground, you can just see military boots just before a black sack is placed over each and every one <laughs> of your heads. And you are tossed inside of the back of a truck and hauled away to an unknown destination. Congratulations, you escaped the asylum. <laughs> to Wonderful. be continued. <laughs>